Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. I am joined by my grandpa. Oh, I should say what well, my, my name is Will Miller Francesco. As as I was, <laughs> and, uh, I'm joined uh, as I always am, uh, except for the sometimes uh, by my grandpa Husker Dan from Husker Max in the beautiful city of Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, grandpa, how you doing today after a big win for Big Red yesterday? You know, I would I'd high five you right now, but you're we're remotely <laughs> we're this, on Zoom, so, so. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just it's like wow, I, we're not used to this. this. Is the first we have not Nebraska, I said should say, has not won a game since October second of last year. So that's what three hundred and sixty six days without. Yeah, just about and that. Yeah. It was not against just any team. That's any team. I'm yeah. Not, it's not like, well, it was against a, a conference fall. No, we haven't won a game in over a year. Well, we did beat North Dakota a few weeks ago, but it, I guess FBS team. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. A power five. I, I should have prefaced that. Yeah. yeah. But it's, I mean, uh, you have, you're you running around for, for the heyday of, of Husker football. Yeah. I, remember, <laughs> I wish I mean, it was. Uh, it was it wasn't a matter of if Nebraska was going to win. It was just like, what would, would they beat the spread? Would they make the spread? Yeah. And, um, you know, now it's just, you don't, I really thought Nebraska was going to lose last night that we're doing this on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, I really, I, I was figuring they would find a way to lose the game. And, you know, even if it is Indiana, it's, it's just, there've been, they, they, they've had great and, and um, inventive ways to lose games. And, and for once, they didn't choke down the stretch. It was a, it was a great – I've said – you know, I said to Grandma, your, your grandma, yeah. my mm-hmm. wife, yeah. said, who are these guys? Yeah. <laughs> hey, where do they come from? I mean, I think this is big. Nebraska lost a ton- turnover battle and still won this game, which they have mm-hmm. not done in a long time. Right. Uh, I forget against North Dakota. They – the, I guess against North Dakota, they lost the, North, the turnover batter as well, but that game shouldn't have been that close in the first place. So, I mean, but um, it's just – I think this team looked a little bit different. When it came to the fourth quarter, it looked like they wanted it more than they had and that they were focusing on protecting the lead. Or Well, first they had to get the lead in the fourth quarter because it was tied. Um, but – one thing that we should talk about is all parts of the uh, all parts of Nebraska stepped up for this game. The offense stepped up, the defense stepped up, the special team stepped up with a blocked punt for a right. touchdown. Right. Um, I mean, th- this is a complete game for Nebraska, I think, and it looked it looked it, it was weird to watch because it looked way that like this Nebraska game looked way different than anything else I've seen from them in the this season, Pat and last season too. I mean, it, it's, I think Mickey Joseph has had a quick impact on them and having a bye week definitely helped last week with them. Um, and I think that he's got them going in a better trajectory than Scott Frost did because this was a decisive win, not just a, Oh, we like, we made less mistakes than the other team did. So yeah. therefore we won the game. They went out and won this game in the fourth quarter. Yeah. It was, it was 21, 21 going into the fourth quarter. And I was yep. like, Oh shoot, this is like, I was like, great. Nebraska's going to find some way to, like, as you were saying, going to find some way to screw it up. And then second or third play of the fourth quarter, 
71 yard touchdown pass to Trey Palmer takes the top off the defense and then Nebraska never looks back and the defense played really solid. Didn't give Indiana anything in the fourth quarter and then uh touchdown to seal it with like five minutes and change left, I think. But um, yeah, just really, and, and, really solid game. And I, I just had a flat, just a thought. I said, after the Huskers score, they went by 14, uh, 35, well, the final score, 35, 21. I thought, I wonder if Mickey's going to call an onside kick. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a nightmare. No, he, no, he oh. learned. He learned. <laughs> no, that oh. would be, that would be horrible. Um, but I mean, talking points from this game, what, what is the, what do you think this win actually means? Um, I think that Indiana's record going into this game was three and one. Yep. They're totally misrepresented by how good that how good that Indiana team is. That's not a three and one team right now. They just haven't right. played good opponents really. Uh, I think their one notable win is over Illinois, but yeah. that's it. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't by that much either. Uh, Illinois looked really good this weekend against uh, a Wisconsin team that I thought was going to be a lot better this year. And Wisconsin's actually with Nebraska's ahead of Wisconsin in conference standings. I know it first time. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> and we're still let that soak in. Let that soak in a minute. We're ahead of Wisconsin in the Big Ten West standings. That is that's insane. I know. It's just. It's great. And then Northwestern loses. So we're, in, we're tied for first place in the Big Ten West right now. This is amazing. I don't care. <laughs> Lose Oklahoma by 69 points. I don't care. It's tied for the Big Ten West title. Um, but yeah, what do you think this win actually means for Nebraska as a program, Grandpa, for the, this year specifically? like what Does this show that they're growing, or is it just that Nebraska was the better team and it just showed up, and they just showed up today versus you know, uh, staying home? You know, if, if you get too giddy about this win, you know that, okay, last year's the last time they won a, a, a game over a power five uh, team was against Northwestern. They beat them 56 to seven. Well, yeah. that was the last win we had for the rest of the season. So yeah. I don't, it, I mean, I, I felt, I felt so happy for Mickey. Mickey is just a really, really good guy. Great guy. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. I agree with you. Now, he, I wrote um, earlier, I said, he's Mickey's been given the task of redoing the Husker football program. And I said, well, during the season, I said, this is like trying to, you know, change the transmission uh, or rebuild the transmission in a car that's moving, that's running. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And how do you, how does he do that? Now, time will tell if Bill Bush knows the right buttons to pull or was he just lucky this this time last night i don't know it, it, we can read i think what we can do is read too much into it it's one yes game, but boy what a nice win yeah yeah no i totally agree um yeah and i think i mean it seems like that that bye week definitely helped with that like nebraska looked like a shell of itself even under frost this year against oklahoma i uh, do think if Scott Frost is still there for the Oklahoma game, we still would have got killed. I don't think right. it would have been that bad. Uh, right. I don't think it would have been 49-14, but uh, it goes to say the bye week definitely helped where Mickey was able to say, okay, let's give you guys a few days of rest. Let's figure this out. Here's And, and then have a team meeting and say, okay, here's what the mantra is for this season, and here's what I want from you. And you and me, you and I talked with him uh, at, at your uh, right. golf scramble, and he, yeah. he, he talked about um, how – that a lot of the kids, he had to change the ment- when he came into Nebraska, he had to change the mentality because uh, kids would not, they wouldn't want it. 
and it would just be like, oh, we're at Nebraska. Like the this the history of the program was what they were relying on, not actually their talent and and their team. And he's like, okay, we got to change it. And I think we saw that this Nebraska team battled in the fourth quarter last fourth yeah fourth quarter last night, yep. and uh, and and came out with a win when with. Uh, Go back three games. Uh, that Northwestern game is still up for grabs for Nebraska in the fourth quarter, and they folded against Georgia Southern. They folded. Um, they folded after like the first ten minutes against Oklahoma, but we don't need to yeah. talk about that. Um, and yeah. then it, it's just like they didn't fold this time, which I, I I know you said we don't need to read too much into this, but I think that is something we can read into and take into other games that Nebraska's not going to quit now. They're not they're not quitting in the fourth quarter. They're not just going to lay down and take it because that's not what that's not what Mickey Joseph wants from them and that's not what we saw last night. They they played a full 60 minutes, which I don't think I've seen them play a full 60 minutes in a year and a half. Um I I mean, I could I could be wrong, but that's just my opinion. I don't think they've really played a full game uh like Well, they did last the year at, against Northwestern at, at home. Correct. They well, up. I think that's true. I guess it was about it about a year ago. I would say the last full sixty minute game they played, where they were fighting for every uh, minute, was probably that Wisconsin game towards the end of the year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, that. But then I just haven't seen it this season, and it was just so refreshing to see it that they um, fought out in the fourth quarter and shut down Indiana on offense and got the got the touchdowns on. Uh, on for Nebraska on offense that they needed to go out and win that game and win it pretty decisively. We have a, a trivia question here. I, I think we'll, we'll reveal this at the end of the broadcast, but uh, for Husker fans out there, when's the last time Nebraska came off a true bye week and won the game? And that we'll, we'll, we'll tell you when that was uh, uh, at the, at the at, end here. Yeah. yeah. So uh, maybe they there'll be some people who will be able to know that. But, uh, yeah, again, the question is, when's the last time Nebraska won a game uh, following a, a bye week? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. It's been a few years. But yeah. what, yeah. what surprised you? I know uh, it had to be uh, uh, Malcolm Hartzog's, uh, you know, uh, punt return or block punt return for a touchdown. That's probably one of the biggest surprises. What else? Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, I'd say how much, I think Trey Palmer kind of had his breakout game today. And I, I like Trey Palmer. I think he's a good player. Um, I just didn't see him being that big of an asset because he's wearing that number three number that, um, uh, Samari, Tor- Samari Torre wore last right. season for Nebraska. Right. And mm-hmm. I just remember watching that number three jersey score a bunch of touchdowns and have all these yep. big plays. And I hadn't seen that from Troy Palmer until this game when he gets that 71-yard yard touchdown pass from uh, Casey Thompson. I'm not discrediting Troy Palmer at all. I think he's been great for Nebraska this season. I just thought he was going to be a lot better, and he showed me in this game that he can't – he showed me what I knew he could be, um, just like – First game, I thought Anthony Grant could be something, and he's definitely turned into the leading running back for this Nebraska team this year. Trey Palmer's turning into that leading wide receiver uh, for Nebraska. 170, sorry, 157 yards and one touchdown for in on eight receptions for Trey Palmer, which that's just crazy. Um, yeah. The, I mean, if we're if we're going off fantasy points, uh, that's like thirty something fantasy points if you're using ESPN stats. But uh, I mean, Nebraska didn't really 
I don't feel like Nebraska really tra- they didn't trail ever in this game. Um, and even when they were tied, I never thought that Nebraska was going to like let just let off the gas. Right. I thought they might find some way to shoot themselves in the foot, like I said. Right. Um, um, but I don't think there was ever a feeling that Nebraska was going to stop stop playing. And I think, I mean, we already talked, at least I already talked about it, but I think that was the biggest surprise to me is that Nebraska played a full 60 minute game. Uh, even when they're up by seven and they get the ball back, they, they went down and finished that drive. I think it was like a six minute and three second drive yeah. or something like that, which uh-huh. is just, that is, that is huge uh, for Nebraska um, to, to go out and finish a game like that because they could have just been like, okay, we're up by seven. We don't need to score again. Necessarily. We can settle for a field goal. And it's still a two-score game, but instead they went down, took six minutes off the clock, and finished with a touchdown, which we haven't seen them do at all this year. So, yeah, uh, what, what what were you surprised with from this game? Well, I, I guess I was a little surprised, and of course that, that was a good surprise. Malcolm Hartzog's uh, uh, kick or block punt return for a touchdown. Yeah. The other thing that I I questioned at the time, and that I thought about it, was uh, benching. Um, uh, Casey Thompson and then putting in Chuba deep in Nebraska territory. I understand uh, and I get it why uh, why uh, Mark Whipple decided to take him out of the game was because he wasn't he'd he'd uh, taken a huge sack on third and two. You know you should be able to pick that up or just throw the dang ball away. Yeah. So he took him out and he would they had a they exchanged some words and. So I'm 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 thumbs up for Mark, uh, but they put Chuba in there in a kind of a um, bad situation, and then Chuba gets sacked in the end zone, and then compounds the problem by by uh, fumbling, and they get the yeah. touchdown. Uh, but I, again, I I think I'm 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 all into that. I think that is I think Mark Whipple did what he thought was right at the time. Oh, obviously, if he knew that Chuba was going to fumble and they were oh, yeah. touchdown. He <laughs> yeah. wouldn't have done that. But but they had some words and um uh, I thought I was I thought it was justifiable. I thought mm-hmm. I, I yeah I, no I, I agree. I mean Casey Casey stepped it I think after that though I think Mark needed Mark Whipple knew that Casey needed kind of a like like a slap in the face, I guess, to right. kind of wake up. And uh, I think that's what that was. I and they did both Casey was frustrated that he wasn't playing well and I think that that was kind of what initiated that exchange of words, but and I and I agree with you. I think uh, I think Whipple should have taken him out. Just give him give him that smack of the face of okay, now you're not leading this team for one drive. Go fix it, fix it mentally, and right. then get back in the game. Because if he's out of it mentally, that's going to hurt Nebraska way more. Like I right. get that Chubb ends up fumbling, whatever. That just was unlucky. Um, right. I, one thing. I, we were talking about surprises. One thing I was surprised by was how bad the offensive line is. They, they Indiana was just getting through, and Indiana's pass rush is not that great. Right. It, it was just like you can't be, you can't like. We were talking about it before the season about how Nebraska effectively has like two full offensive lines of experience, and they can't stop anyone. It is so frustrating to me because when Casey Thompson has time. It's amazing what he can do. Our receivers yeah. and quarterbacks and every all our skill position players are amazing. Just give him like more than three and a half seconds to make a play. It's you can't have those. You can't have that seventy-one yard touchdown pass to Trey Palmer because the route doesn't develop enough. Like 
Casey was in the pocket for a probably, I think like four seconds or so before he threw that touchdown pass. Yeah. If he doesn't have that time. Those plays aren't happening because right. it, it doesn't, it takes, I mean, it doesn't take that long to get separation if you're a good receiver, but it takes longer than two seconds and you just let free guys come through. I don't know. But, um, you know, I do think that Whipple was justified in taking Casey out and talking with him. And, uh, unfortunately it didn't work out for Chuba. Um, do you like what you've seen from Chuba so far in the Oklahoma game and in, uh, this game, do you think that he's going to get more playing time this year and kind of not split the role with Casey Thompson? I think Casey's definitely the starting quarterback. They announced that off of fall camp. Yeah. Um, I Casey's going to get 90% of the snaps, but, um, Chubba's it, that wasn't garbage time when Chubba got put in. Right. Like that shows that they trust him enough to, to be yeah. able to lead a drive. And uh, do you, so do you think that he's going to get more playing time this year? And if so, do you think that that's good for Nebraska or what, it, what is your thought process when it comes to Chubba? You know, in the past, uh, Scott Frost would have just let Casey Thompson or whoever his quarterback, Adrian Martinez, would yeah. have stayed in the game and he never he not never brought him out never set the kid put the kid on the bench and talk with him and got his head straight yeah so you know I would think if uh, I I don't think unless unless Casey gets injured or there's some other reason that we don't know about um, I think I think uh, Casey's going to be our guy uh, Chuba is more than capable as you said uh, but I we just haven't had those games when you can empty the bench. Yeah. So you yeah. Can play, uh, you know, and I, I'd like to see, uh, uh, we, I mean, we kind of did it against Oklahoma, but you don't want it to be that empty yeah, the bench right, game where you're yeah. getting killed. You want it to be on the other side of that. Right. So, right. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think we're going to see much of uh, Chuba, although I think he's very, very, uh, competent mm-hmm. and capable, capable. Yep. Yep. He definitely, he needs to develop a little bit. I think his reads are a little bit off. Um, I noticed that when he was at FSU, just watching when, when we were talking about Chuba coming to Nebraska and when he transferred uh, over the over the winter, I believe, or the spring. I forget exactly when it was that we that we learned that. But um, the watching him at FSU, he's a good runner. He's a good player. Yeah, we sure. I, Brock Purdy was a great quarterback and he's his brother. So he's got he's got the genes. Um, and th- I mean, he just needs to the football IQ part of it is not there yet. I don't think. And I think if I hope, I hope that Chuba doesn't transfer away um, because Casey will, I, I don't know what Casey's going to do. My guess is he'll probably go to the draft this year. Maybe it depends on how he's feeling about his draft status. Um, but if, if, um, if Casey does leave, I, I, I would hope that Chuba stays because he can learn a lot this year and then take it into next year and hopefully win the starting job. Uh, as much as I like Logan Smothers, I don't think he's a good enough passer to uh, take this Nebraska team to where it can be. Um, and I think Casey's the right balance of that. And Chuba can be the right balance of that. If he just fixes his passing game a little bit. Um, yeah, I think so a lot, I, a lot of the decision on the quarterbacks quarterback room is going to be, who's going to be the, uh, uh, the, the new head coach. Yeah. That's that, going no, to factor that, in do it quite a bit. Do you, do you think, <clears throat> Do you think that uh, Mickey is going to make any more changes to his staff? Not, not maybe tweaking, but do you think that they would replace, you know, Donovan Raiola with somebody else or is it too late to do that? I think, I don't know if it's too late, 
I don't see a huge reason to. They got rid of the problem. I, I don't. I I really don't think Eric Shenander was doing that bad of a job. The defense was playing pretty bad, and they played better yesterday. Yeah. Um. So I don't know what what I don't know what um the whole Shenander. Th- I mean, I get why they fired him because the defense wasn't playing great, but. I don't get the whole Shenander thing with the defense. I don't know what was going on with the defense. It looked like they were stuck in a jinx. They played extremely well all of last season with him. Um, so I don't I don't know what was going on with them, but I they they seem to fix it at least a little bit. Uh, I think that they could tweak the staff up a little bit. I think Mickey's smart enough to know this team doesn't need any more turnal, turmoil and uh changeover yeah, in true. coaching positions. That's true. So there's no reason to, and he's smart enough to know that that having an interim coach, if an interim coach decides to change the staff all around, that's a pretty good indication that he's probably staying there as the head coach because an interim coach is not just going to fire a bunch of people and then have the new head coach come in and be like, oh, well, I wanted this guy to stay, and I, but you fired mm-hmm. him. So like, mm-hmm. it, it just makes it harder to rebuild. So I think he's just smart enough to know that it's not – there's the the risk-reward factor for for firing and hiring all these new coordinators and stuff is just not there. There's no There's no real reason to. You, uh, you know, what we went through, I think it was three, 383 was a sellout streak. I might be wrong on that. I uh, think it's close yet to there. But, something yeah. like that. Um, I, I was thinking, and, uh, and I want your opinion on this. Do you think that that streak continues through this, this season or, or not? I think it depends. Um, if Nebraska plays the games like they did last night, yeah. I think that's all this week's continuing because they're going to be in games and winning games. Right. If they go back to Georgia Southern, Nebraska this season, that sell streak is going to be gone in two games. Um, but it, it is kind of hard to tell because it is Nebraska football. So people will just go to the game because it's Memorial Stadium and the atmosphere and everything. It's it, it's kind of a th- I feel like it's kind of the, if Nebraska's losing a lot, people go to the games and then they get mad as a group as Nebraska fan base. And then that they just keep coming back because they like getting mad as a group or it's, you keep coming back because you like watching the win as a group. So I think it's kind of hard to, I think that solo streak will continue for a long time. Even with, even if Nebraska starts playing, I don't know. I don't want to say that even if Nebraska starts playing really badly, because I feel like that will probably end it. Um, but if Nebraska's, mediocre for the next two three years i I think that streak's going to continue just because it's nebraska football and all the tradition and stuff that comes with that that it's going to be it that's why this sell it streak is this that's why the sell streak is the longest in the nation because it's nebraska football and it was built under devaney all the history and then continued with osborne and then it's just gone through like it's been 20 years since we've been like a top 25 school consistently um we're not 25 yeah 20 years um since since our last national championship game appearance but it's the tradition that keeps continuing so i think that this sell streak is kind of hard to kill uh in my in my opinion i could be totally wrong but you know the uh, i'm reading the first husker football game i ever saw this is on television was the 1962 nebraska missouri game at lincoln and that was that was the start of the sellout game so that was the first game i ever saw because you know back in 1962 yeah, you Nebraska didn't wasn't on television yeah often. you know and then devaney came there obviously and then mm-hmm. they started the, the sellout streak so yeah it's it's a little special to somebody as, as old as i uh 
you you kind of like to see that's one of the things that you can boast i guess that, that through 60 years you know you you sell out every seat in that stadium i think i think what what happened last night and it, everything is going to be contingent upon how the team performs the rest of the way obviously but i thought last night there maybe was a little bit of a swagger to the husker step yep so there was a little bit of oomph there and and i think you said it too they 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 found a way to win the game and they put on a great, great couple of drives. Yeah. We probably wouldn't have seen. um, I don't know. I it's, it's, I'd have to go back through and do some research to, to find uh, we just, we just found a way to win and it was, it was exciting. Yeah. uh, To see. So Mm -hmm. I think the fans will look at that and say, Hey, I got, there's only three more uh, home games. Home games. So I got to go. Yeah. And, yeah. The, and the weather is, the weather's great. Um, that's, that helps it too, but yeah, definitely. Definitely. I would love yeah. to see that uh, continue. Yeah. Yeah. And you were talking about head coaches earlier and I feel like now that we don't, we don't have any guests or anything. I, I said last week that we were going to talk about this a little bit. Yeah. Who do you think should be the next head coach of Nebraska? If you, you, you sent me a, in our, in our email where, you, where we have our little schedule for our episode, you sent me five names, I believe you have, on here, Matt Campbell, Dave Aranda, Lance Leipold, Bill O'Brien, and Chris Kleiman. Um, uh, all those guys, so from Iowa State, Baylor, Kansas, uh, Alabama, and K-State, respectively, uh, for those guys. Do you think that's the only pool that Nebraska should be picking from? Or who who do you, who, who do you like as the next coach of Nebraska, next head coach of Nebraska? You know, it's all, it's all speculation. Um I yeah, saying, if you, I'm saying if you were if you're the AD, if you're Trev Alberts, who do you want in this? Who do you want? Uh, you know, the 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 situation that Trev has is if he makes too many overtures or serious overtures in you know October first, yeah, as if Mickey catches fire and they they end up going to a bowl game under him, you can't. You know, how do you do that if mm-hmm. you're in games? Do you say, oh, yeah, our offer's no good. We're going to go with Mickey. But I kind of think that – I don't know. I, you know, I, I thought we would lose last night, and I was I was obviously pleasantly surprised that we pulled out a win. But, um, you know, of all those of all those uh, coaches there, I, you know, I don't know. Dave Aranda, a lot of people no, – I shouldn't say a lot of people, but some people have – said to me, oh, he's the guy. He's, you know, they have inside information. Well, if they have that information, then, you know, the likes of Mickey Joseph has that information, if it is true. I don't, yeah. I don't think you keep that under uh, lock and key. I, I, I don't I don't see that happening. And to yeah. name, a, name a coach at, at this uh, point of the season would be, you know, it gets back to, the coaches and the player. I'm just going to phone it in. I'm just. I'm not going to be here anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, I like. I like Matt Campbell. I've always liked him. Uh, Lance Leipold. Um, he he was a, actually an assistant or a grad assistant. I forget at Nebraska, and he's he's done a tremendous job wherever he's gone. And now he has. Yeah. Is what five and zero. Oh? 5-0 and ranked in the AP Top 25 since the <laughs> first time since 2009. 
I think that Lance Leipold, I don't know if you're going to be able to get him away from that Kansas campus right, if they right. go to a bowl game this year. Um, so, uh, I mean, and same with Matt Campbell. Matt Campbell has – Iowa State used to be the Kansas, used to be with Kansas, used to be 3-9 and nine every single year, 2-10, and 1-11, just absolutely horrible. Matt Campbell comes in, flips the whole program around. They go, they've gone to two New Year's Six Bowls in the past, like, five years with him, and they've just played they've, – they've played for a Big 12 title game. It's just yep. – I think that he's way too ingrained in that campus. And I feel like Lance Leipold is going to become that way at Kansas. Um, Dave Aranda's only been at Baylor for three years and Baylor has been pretty good when he's there and they don't have Baylor hasn't recruited a lot of super great talent. Um, so he definitely, he's a good coach. I don't know how I don't, it will take a lot for him to leave. Um, I think it's unrealistic for that to believe that Matt Campbell or Lance Leipold is leaving either one of those campuses. Uh, Matt Campbell could have gone to the NFL a few years ago. They were, I know he was in conversation for like the Jaguars job when Urban Meyer got that and um, all that, like he was in the conversation for some of those, or at least that people on NFL morning talk shows are speculating about, Oh, what college coach could come up um, and, and, and come to the NFL. Um, and then Bill O'Brien I like Bill O'Brien. I don't know. It was going to take a lot to get him away from Alabama. Um, I don't know how much his drive is that he wants to become a head coach again after his uh, disaster with the Texans. Um, and then Chris Kleiman is is fine, I think, for, for Kansas State. Kansas State looks good. Adrian Martinez looks really good. Um, so I don't know. Uh, but who knows? Brent Venables might be free because Oklahoma keeps getting murdered, <laughs> uh, which was absolutely amazing. I love that against I TCU. They too. lost by 31. And then Adrian Martinez the week before that, Adrian Martinez week before that beating Oklahoma uh, and score, running for two rushing touchdowns to seal it. Just absolutely great. Um, but for me personally, I like Mickey staying just based off this I game from you. last night. I like yeah. Mickey staying. Uh, I want, I think he's earned it. He, he, when you first were telling me about him before I met him at the, at the uh, golf scramble, you said this, like he bleeds Carlo and cream. He's yeah. been, he's been first in it. He always like, if he ever gets the opportunity to be, Head coach in Nebraska, I'm sure he'll take it. And um, he, and just hearing him talk and getting to talk to him for a little bit, it just is his mindset. He wants to take Nebraska back to the 90s and all those glory days and that mentality, not necessarily the play style, because if you try to run for 90% of the plays uh, with Nebraska's offensive line the way it is, that's not happening. Yeah. Um, and, but he just wants a mentality back to where Nebraska doesn't come into games expecting to win. They come in, and they, they come in and win, like when, not when they step out on the field because that's kind of the same thing I just said. Um, but they they come in and they're confident. I guess they're confident that what they're doing on the field is um, what what they've practiced for that entire week that it's going to work and that they're going to win this game. Um, and I think that we've seen the, the Indiana game from from last night. Kind of, we saw that changing of the guard a little bit. It's starting to come. the 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 boulders starting to kind of roll down the hill, uh, per se. Um, and then we got uh, Rutgers on Friday of this week. Um, what do you what do you what are you looking for in that game? Just kind of a consistency. At least for me, I'm looking for a consistency of is this Indiana game a fluke, or can Nebraska actually prove it? Rutgers is better than Indiana. I will give them that. I don't think I would have ever said that five years ago. I don't think I would have ever been like, oh, Rutgers is a good football team five years ago because they were garbage. But um, Greg Schiano uh, has has turned that program around. What are you looking for in this Rutgers game coming up this Friday? I would hope more of what we saw last night. I mean, consistency is is certainly a, a word. 
I think what Mickey has had to do is to go back to the basics. And this thing, this thing uh, I just shake my head. I don't understand how a guy like Scott Frost, who, if anybody knew what it took to win a national championship, it'd be something like Scott Frost. He, mm -hmm. he won or helped win Nebraska's uh, last uh, uh, national championship. He knew yep. that the practices that they had there made the games easy. Yeah. You talk to those guys off to those teams and they just say, yeah. no, you don't, you don't understand. We would get blasted. Every, every day was a dog fight because if you didn't play to your, your capabilities, somebody's going to take your spot. Yeah. Such yep. a highly competitive nature there. And we don't have that. And, and we probably won't have that this year, but yeah, but, um, I think, I think Mickey is, doing everything he can to instill that uh, the, the ABCs, the, the culture, whatever you want to call it. Uh, he's doing everything he possibly can, but it's just, uh, it's just tough to do when you, you, you don't have, you know, spring practice and you don't have fall camp. You, you're right in the middle of it. You're, you know, the, it's live annual going on right now. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yep. But as far as Friday night goes, just, more of the same. Don't beat yourself. And they, and the, to Nebraska's credit, they found a way to win a game by two touchdowns, even though they didn't play anywhere near their best. Yeah. I think yeah. If, if they're, if, if they can take that, like, okay, we're going to mess up. We're going to have a penalty. We're going to have a whatever, but we're got to keep on plugging. We got to keep on at it. And, uh, and if they go there with that understanding, with that attitude, then I think they'll win. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that Nebraska can definitely win this game and it will come down to I like a big a big point from that I brought up at the beginning of the episode today is that Nebraska lost a turnover battle battle against Indiana yeah. and they still won the game, which I mean, we've talked about it a lot, a lot in this episode that Nebraska's mentality has changed and it's it's visible because they now make up for mistakes instead of trying to they make up for mistakes methodically instead of trying to get it all back at once and which ended up leading to another mistake where like That's for right. example last year we would see Adrian Martinez fumble the ball away at like while we're driving it they're 20. our defense stops them great momentum's back on our side they pump back to us Adrian tries to get it all back at once and ends up throwing a pick or some stupid play on on a third and like three that ends up costing us a drive opportunity to go down and secure the momentum at least for a little bit for us because momentum in football is so hard to hold on to um that it can just slip out of your fingers at any moment and that nebraska ha hadn't been doing anything to help them keep the momentum and last night they they kind of i think they were kind of losing the momentum a little bit because indiana came and tied it had a drive right before halftime to tie it at uh 21 i believe no point scored in the third quarter uh Nebraska gets the ball back right at the beginning of the fourth quarter and knows, okay, we have to go send a message. And then 71 yard touchdown pass to Trey Palmer games blown open and Nebraska goes and wins it. And I think that was just the, the players knowing, okay, we got to go and we have to go prove that we're not just going to roll over and play dead. And they went out and did that. So um, yeah, more of the same against Rutgers, hopefully on, on Friday. So uh, Nebraska has lost uh, in this, with the firing of Scott Frost and Eric Chenander, they've lost a couple of four-star edge rushers. Um, Cam Lenhart, um, he's from the IMG Academy and 
in Florida. And uh, then Ashley Williams, we lost him. He's from Zachary, Louisiana. Do you think out of this class, which I think there was only 13 players in that, do you think, what are, what are the possibility or what are the chances of Nebraska losing any more 23 commits? Maybe because you when you commit to a coach and that coach leaves, you're going to see people leave. Um, just, just that's just how it works because a lot of, a lot of recruiting is relationships, uh, with, with the coaches. And if that coach isn't there, then you're like, Oh, okay. Why would I stay? That's why, that's why one of the arguments for the transfer portal is the coach leaves that you came to play for. And now you're stuck on the team right. for a coach you didn't yeah. want to play for. Yeah. So now, you, so, but yeah, I don't know. That's something that we can talk about a little bit later. I think we are kind of running out of time. Uh, I guess. well, should we d- um, get into the trivia? Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to give that? Yeah. No, you, you do that and repeat All it. All right. Give the answer. All right. Uh, so the trivia question from earlier was, uh, what was Nebraska's last win after a bye week? After a true bye week, what was their last win and when was it? Uh, it was October 28th of 2017 in West Lafayette against Indiana. Uh, Purdue. 25-20. Oh, sorry. 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 Oh, in, oh, I see. Okay. I read that wrong. Against Purdue 25-24 in 2017, which is uh, – quite a long time ago that's yeah. five years ago so uh it's it's and that's let's see that was scott frost's first year wasn't it that's uh, weird no he was 18 was his first oh year. second okay yeah. okay so mike riley's last year okay um cool well that is all i have um, we give the people a prize or they you know <laughs> <laughs> um yeah maybe i don't know it's hard it'd be kind of hard to prove if they didn't look it up while we were talking about it but, um <laughs> Yeah, well, thank you guys again for listening. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun coming off a uh, off a win. We'll be back next week, probably. Episode episode will probably come out Sunday of next week, I'd imagine, um, even though the game's on Friday, so that won't change. Uh, if you guys have any questions for us, uh, you can call our voicemail line, 970-21. Uh, nope, that's not it. Uh, I forget <laughs> what the voice is. Uh, I'll put it in the show notes. I should have had it pulled up. That's my fault. Uh, you can email us at hbthpodcast at protonmail.com or uh, huskerdan at cox.net with any questions, and we'd love to get those on, answered on the show or in Grandpa's columns that he writes. Uh, that is all I have. We will talk to you guys next week. Make sure to tell your friends, enemies, everyone. Uh, tell Rutgers fans we're going to go kick their butts next uh, on Friday, and then tell them to listen to the podcast about how absolutely bad Rutgers was and how, how great Nebraska's win was. We will talk to you guys next week. Go Big Red.